Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online Masters of Social Work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Married to Reality. It's the Married at First Sight edition. I'm your co-host, John, here with my wife and co-host. It's the one and only Teresa. Hello, everyone. How's everyone doing? Woo-wee! What an episode. Am I right? I'm kind of like barking like a dog. I hope <laughs> I hope Alyssa's not allergic to me. I'm not she, a long-haired dog. I don't think I've ever... Obviously, we haven't met her, but I almost feel like we always meet these people on TV. I almost feel like they're our, our best friends and our worst of enemies. Yeah. So I'm going to say, I don't think I've ever met someone who is so full of shit Ooh. like <laughs> Alyssa. I can't help it. It's 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 crazy. I know. It's especially because it's not like, oh, you have a friend who is full of shit and you go out to grab beers and this friend is just like, she's doing this on TV. <laughs> Yeah, you got to know the cameras are there. She is so exactly. she's so aware of the cameras that you think she would make some different choices in the yeah. way she, in the way she approaches this. But I think the way what she's trying to do or what she's doing is that she is so aware of the cameras that she's trying to justify her behavior and it makes mm. it worse. Like I'm such a good person. It's like Right. She knows what she did on camera. Yeah. And then she almost has to backtrack and go, yeah. but wait, but wait, I'm a good person. Yeah. I'm a good person. She's like, oh, like I'm trying my, I'm trying my hardest. It's like, are you? We all watched you. <laughs> like literally girlfriend. It's I like, need to see the editing, editing room floor. I want to see the stuff that didn't make the cut. Yes. But in the same time, you can see that some of those portions of the videos or of the shots, whatever you want to call it, it's not like, oh, cut here, cut there. It's continuous. No, no. I just mean the show is only two hours long. Oh, gotcha. There's got to be so much batshit crazy oh, stuff yeah. oh, we yeah. haven't seen, right? So before we move on, let us let us pour one out for Alyssa. And when I say pour one out for Alyssa, I mean pour this delicious beer down my throat because... Cheers to beers. Cheers to beers. Cheers to Alyssa, I think, being gone. Well, I cheers think. to Chris. Cheers to Chris for growing a pair. That's, yeah, that's where the cheers belong. Because I have to say this. For my very own selfish reasons, I'm so, so bummed <sighs> about what happened. Yeah, cheers to tears. Cheers but, to my tears. as we always say... Married at first sight is not like 90 day. It's more real, right? So the fact that Chris realized that this is not working, like I'm in this marriage that's not a marriage and all that BS she's done, right? I get it. Like he wants out. He doesn't want to look like an idiot for another yeah. two months. Well, he's so there good for, for him. He's there for Bad love. for us. He's there for, that's terrible yeah. for us. Clarify what you mean. <laughs> clarify what you mean. 90 day not being real. So I think... 
90 Day, the original one, is real. Like, people are being themselves. But when you get deep into these, happily ever after, gotcha. yada, 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 yeah. people start acting to yeah. be, to kind of alternate the reality, right? To make it saying. more dramatic. I don't think married first sight people do it because they get to be on one season and that's it, that's right? It, right. It's not family Libby trying to get spinoffs. Yeah, and that's kind of my drama? point. Again, gotcha. loving 90 Day and Usually when people are on 90 day for the first time, I believe that it's authentic because you don't really know what you're doing, right? Right. But these guys are there for love. They want to get married. And most of them, you never see them again on any other shows. Like they got married and they move on with their lives. Yeah. Unfortunately, so. because there's a couple of characters on this season, especially Ooh, that sure. I would love to follow around with a camera. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We'll get into it before we do, guys. Thanks for listening. Here we are once again, Married at First Sight, episode seven. If you want to follow us on social media, we think you should. A lot of you guys are doing it. We love that you're doing it. If you're not doing it, we think you should. And you can follow us on Instagram at Married to Reality Pod. Yeah, guys, follow us, talk to us. I feel like with 90 Day being out this week because of the Super Bowl, that I'm like, did we even podcast? The, uh, are we, what are we even doing with right? our Right, and I felt so <laughs> out of it. Obviously, we had Darcy and Stacey and we have Mavs, but I felt like something happened. Like, so there was almost like a back. death in the family. Right? It felt, it felt it was so just like, sad. there was a lot of crickets. So sad. Normally, we guys are, we're bantering with you back and forth all week long. There's something to talk about. We messaged with a few of you guys this yeah. week, but it just felt like... Yeah. What's going on in our world? And I'm like, oh, I hate this. So, guys, 90 Day is coming back this weekend, which is great. So, we'll definitely pick up some memes. By the way, speaking of memes, I saw someone use the meme I mentioned I on the ah. episode that I was good at create because it hasn't aired yet. It was the whole messed up with 90 Day airing the wrong portion of the show. Yeah, if I understand what you're saying, it was the Gino meme. Yes. With like, his hair yeah. in the back. For some reason, he decided to leave that hair there. And you had said on the pod, I'm going to meme that it's like the Christmas tree. Yeah, the front of the Christmas tree, the back of the Christmas yeah. tree. Because Gino, without his stupid hat, he doesn't look too bad from the front. Right. Right. Turn and around <laughs> every now and then I get a little more hair than That's I expected to see. Song. One of them. One of them. <laughs> <laughs> but I saw someone else meme it, so I'm like, damn. God damn it, Patrice. I said it first, guys. That's that's all that matters. That's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> so follow us on Instagram at Mary Reality Pod. It's a good time over there. Also make sure you're following the podcast wherever you're listening. Right now, just look down and smash that follow button. Guys, smash it like it's as hot as that freaking wild cat. I'm not sure if it was MTS's cat or Lindsay's cat, but that cat was wild. Whoa. What do you call that thing that you have on a winter hat, that fluffy thing on top? Ooh, like a pom-pom. Yeah. That cat had a pom-pom uh-huh. at the end of its tail. Yeah. What's a Pomeranian? What? What's a Pomeranian? What type of animal is a Pomeranian? It's a dog. You should know that. Ooh, okay. It's the small dog from the Mighty Underdogs. Oh, yes. It's like the small yellow one. Another great show. We should have, (laughs) with 90 Day being absent this week, we should have covered a little 
Mighty Underdogs. Oh, we love that show. But, um, yeah, so it's, okay, so it's not a cat. I was going to say maybe it's a pom Pomeranian, but I'd be incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, you're smashing like it's hot. You're following the Instagram. If you haven't left a review, please do. We love the reviews. It's the fuel in our tanks. So please, if you haven't left one, you can rate, you can review, you can do it on Apple, you can do it on Spotify, whatever you can do. It means the world to us. Guys, please do it. And if you want to hear your review being read, hopefully, tune into the main pod that's going to be back on Monday. Monday see, night. I totally, I almost forgot when. I don't even know. Who, ah! are. who are we? I don't know. Who are we without 90 days? We call days? ourselves the 90 day podcast experts. Nah. Sometimes. I don't even remember that show. <laughs> it's yeah. coming back. It's coming back. It's coming back. We we read the reviews if they're five-star reviews, of course. If not, hey, we won't read it. It is what it is. It's up to you. As you said before, if you guys said something mean but gave us five stars, <laughs> we might That's read it. That's not true. I thought <laughs> about kidding. it afterwards, and I was like, you know what? I, there's no contract that we have to read the review. Yeah. We just we choose to read the five-star reviews. Also, don't be mean. Don't be mean. No, we love you guys. <laughs> we really do. Okay, let's get into this thing. Married at First Sight, season 14, episode 7. Woo! Let's start with, let's start with a good one. Let's start with Lindsay and Mark Jack. Did you realize, like, at the beginning, they kind of, like, showed the apartments? They're moving into the motivational quotes apartments. What Every room has like different motivational quotes on the walls what do and you pillows. Mean? Oh, the new apartment? Yeah, or, or no, Mark's, the new apartments. Mark's old apartment. Well, that's a whole different that's motivational old. quote. <laughs> but these guys had like motivational quotes on the walls and as pillows like family, love is love, togetherness, so, now making shit up. But yeah. Was this everyone? Yes. Oh, oh. It was the decoration of the apartment. So not just Lindsay and Mike. No, 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 no. The new apartments had these motivational quotes. Like, I'm sure that they had to furnish them. So they went to one TJ of those Max, TJ Maxx or, you know, Home Depot. No, Home Depot. I mean, you can go to Home Depot. You're not yeah. going to get quality <laughs> furnishings there. But but yeah, what's the other one? Home Goods. Yeah, okay. So yeah. I, I thought it was just Mark who was a fan of the word No, art. he had different, he had like these powerful quotes that keep you going. Uh, the apartments had these motivational quotes about love and being together and yeah. Well, okay, so they're in these apartments, right? They're back from the honeymoons. They're moving in. They look nice. They look very nice. Mm -hmm. Where do you, like I've been to Boston once. Yep. Do you think those apartments are in like the center of Boston or like outside of Boston? <sighs> well, I'm going to guess just for the sake of production that they are central Boston, maybe south Boston. They have a ton of those high rises, obviously. They look pricey. I tried to track them down. I tried to figure out where they were, what they were. Had no luck. Oh. But I'm going to guess they're they're definitely in Boston proper. Because I looked at apartments in Boston. Like sometimes I just look at random cities, oh random gosh. apartments. Zillow is bookmarked. Yeah. Z Zillow is my homepage. I love doing that too. And it's almost like, oh, maybe one day we'll end up here. Let me see. Just for fun. Boston is so expensive. Coming from someone who lived in New York for a long time. Boston is really expensive. It's right there. Really expensive. It's right. It's, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say 
New York, Boston, San Francisco. Oh yeah, top 100%. three most expensive. One hundred percent. So those are those are a pretty penny, and they're yeah. pretty apartments. Um, so me kind of having a little knowledge of the Boston apartment market, yeah. those could have been like four four thousand plus a month. Oh yeah, we're talking two bed, two yeah. bath, top of the line apply. Minimum of four thousand, unless they were outside of Boston. Yeah, well, it's funny because you look at. Well, in the beginning of MAFs, the apartment situation was go get what you can afford. Uh And I love that. I miss that. I loved that. I don't think Alyssa was going to sign up for those seasons because she's all about apartment living. She wants wants wine night with her girls. So I don't think she was going to get invested in MAFs when it was living alone with your significant other in a home that you could afford. With the girls that don't like her. Where the girls no. could live in a different town. I don't think she was going to do that. I love that. I wish they bring it back because you can kind of see, like, it's more realistic thinking, like, okay, I make 5000 a month, you make 2000 a month. This is what we can afford. Yeah. Let's go and find something. And we saw, like, some... One guy, I think, was in Atlanta, got this huge house because he was making a lot oh, of yeah. money. And other people got small, tiny places because one of them was unemployed or so. And I loved it. Right. It was Make it more real. So much more realistic. And now they're saying, well, we want all the couples together because they're going through this process together. That's not realistic at all. No, but I also think they do it because, and I said it, to give everyone the same starting point, the same But chance. that's not real life. True. But I also think it comes with like cost and stuff. Like- Renting some random apartments, I'm sure they have to go and be like, hey, we are only doing this for oh, two 100%. months because blah, 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 we're on the show. So I almost feel like it ended up being more painful to find such deals. Yeah, it's completely a logistics thing. I think it's a logistics thing and it's an entertainment thing because it's definitely entertaining when they can all go and oh, yeah. oh, walk yeah. down the hall and hang out with each other. It's also a logistics thing of production only has to go to this one location. True. Yep. It's probably more affordable when you get five apartments yeah. in one place for five all over the city. Sure. So they're nice apartments. Not exactly sure where they are. They look expensive. The beds look small, or at least Lindsay makes the bed look small when she's sprawled out. I think those are queens. Yeah, I, White queens, black queens. So many queens. <laughs> so many queens. They're queens, queen beds. Yeah, uh, maybe at best they look like doubles to me. No, I don't think they would put doubles. Like some of the guys are huge. Like Mark the Shock, he needs a big aquarium. But <laughs> but at this point, I'm just thinking they're throwing him into whatever situation they can put him in to get some entertainment out of it. Like you guys are gonna share a cot. Let's see what happens. You guys gonna share a cat? A cot. Oh, it's my sorry, it's my Boston accent. A cot. Um. No, a cot. Like what, when you go to a hotel and you roll out a bed, that is called a cot, a C-O-T. The cot? C-O-T, yeah. Oh, the cot. What? The cot? The Cape Cot? No. I don't know why you're confused by the word cot. You've never <laughs> That's heard I know. I've never a heard rollaway it. bed, a cot? Never heard it. Oh, anyways. All that comes to mind is that birthday card we gave your dad. Oh. The birthday card. That's another Boston <laughs> shout right there. That's what I said. Did it. we tell this story? I don't know. Definitely not on this podcast. No, we can tell the story. No. It's one of my favorite cards ever. It was the first time you ever went to Boston. Yes. That was the time. <laughs> I went to Boston for work. I had to do something. And so 
we had this thing with John and John's family on Sunday. I went to Boston on Friday. So I was like, hey, why don't you come pick me up on Saturday morning? We can spend the night and you can show me Boston because I've never been. Sure. So I think it was my dad's. I think we were all going for dinner for my dad's birthday. Yeah. Slash Christmas. Outside of yeah. Boston. And so we went up and we got it. Well, before we went to Boston, we went to get to like CVS in New York looking for a nice birthday card. That for was dad. in New York, that card? Yeah. Well, yes. So we got it in New York and we freaking loved it. We're like dying laughing. So the card, let's explain what the card yeah. was. It was a fish <laughs> on the cover, a beautiful cartoon fish. With a birthday hat. With a birthday hat. Yes, can't forget <laughs> that. You open it up and it said, here's a birthday card. For you. Like COD. COD, the fish. The cod. Yeah. And we laughed. Because the birthday cod, like <laughs> the Boston accent. So that's why I was confused. So they sold it in New York. Yes, we got it in New York. And okay. then we lost it. Got it. So we bought the card. We met up in Boston. Yeah. We went out to the bars. We got totally drunk. Went to Faneuil Hall, went to the bars, went to Ned Devine's. It's a shout out to anyone who's partied. Then we went to like the fancy dinner. We went to a fancy dinner? Yeah, then we got drunk. Did the whole thing. We got pretty drunk. We got pretty banged up, right? It's Boston. It's a drink in town. We woke up the next morning. Couldn't find the cat. <laughs> Dude, where's my cat? <laughs> and we were like, well, that sucks because that was the best cat we've ever seen. So we said, whatever. We're hungover. Let's get in the car. Let's drive to dinner. And hopefully we can find somewhere to buy a new card on the way. Well, as luck would have it. We went to a different CVS in Boston. Like right across the street from the where, hotel. No, from the restaurant. Oh, really? Yeah, it was like right across the street from the restaurant, which the restaurant was outside I think you're of right. Boston. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We walk in. We're like, all right, we need a card. We need a card. We need a card. There's the card. There's the birthday <laughs> card right there. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't, you know, couldn't have worked out better. We found the same we freaking, exact. Like, we were so excited and we found it. We found it. We signed it. We sealed it. We delivered it. And it's to this day, one of my favorite cards. One of my favorite cards. <laughs> so that's, that's the birthday card story. So good. And it's funny. I saw like one of those like big meme accounts that I follow, like Shithead Steve. Shout out to Shithead mm -hmm. Steve. They he definitely needs our plugs. Oh yeah. So many people are memeing that card. But like a joke. year after, two yeah, years after. Yeah, but like just literally taking a photo of, of this saying whatever, but it's so good. It's, so, it's good. so good. Yeah. Okay. So anywho, let's talk about the next morning because classic couples toothbrush scene, which mm -hmm. you want to talk about reality in marriage, about 9% of couples brush their teeth together. Not to flex, but we have double double vanities. We never brush our teeth together. No. Ever. We, we never have. I don't see a situation where we ever will. I think when we travel, sometimes you walk in when I brush my teeth or the other way and around. And then I walk out. Yeah. And not to flex, but we brush our teeth for two minutes. Okay? Not bragging, but our toothbrush has a timer and it tells yeah. us. Gino. Your, <laughs> your two minutes is up. So it's, if it was an hour thing, then maybe you would do it together to save time. But one person can brush their teeth for two minutes. The next person can come in and do it. I don't understand why the producers think this is the must get shot. 
We need this shot. It's literally, you don't want to. I always like drool when I brush my teeth. Ugh. I have like yeah, toothpaste. Spitting. Yeah, I have toothpaste. <laughs> There's not like, the, why are we doing this together? Yeah, I have toothpaste all over my face. My gums are bleeding. Well, that's not true <laughs> anymore. I floss. But it just doesn't make any sense. I don't get the shot. I don't get Yeah, it's like, it's such a cliche. Guys, I don't know about you, but. Married couples that we know, including us, don't do this shit. Call in. <laughs> Call in if you brush your teeth with your significant other. Yeah. I don't know anyone who does this. Like, I literally, like, that's literally a borderline of, like, peeing together. It, it just is unnecessary. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> okay. So, but they love it on the show because they it's a little it. cheesy. They love it. Second to slow motion. Mm. So slow motion ceremonies. Slow mo is big. This is brushing teeth together is big. big. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's let's cut to itchiness the segment because they go to Mark's house wearing hazmat suits. Mm-hmm. If you guys watched before the ninety days and you saw Johnny getting ready to travel to see Ella, <laughs> you saw him model this outfit first. So they have to wear these COVID suits, these hazmat suits. To protect against bed bugs. Which I understand. Like, I do bed bugs get on clothes? Oh, yeah. They, oh, yeah. Really? I think so. I think they'll, if they can get in a sheet or whatever and transfer, I don't see why they couldn't get into clothing. Yeah, I hair, don't know. Hair, probably hair. I'm, like, freaked out by it, and that's my nightmare when we stay at a hotel. And, like, when we actually <sighs> rent a place, like, at, like, Airbnb or VRBO, we Verbo. Get Verbo. it right. I know. I freaking hate it. Terrible. I keep saying VRBO. And I still will. We bring our own sheets. Like we freaking strip that thing down, sanitize, and put our own sheets on. Mm-hmm. Unless we're flying. But yeah, we don't usually do that. But when we do, when we do, we bring our own sheets. Yeah. Here's the thing that puzzles me. They need to wear hazmat suits to go into this apartment. Yet Mark's landlord is like, "Can I get you to? Can I get you to re-sign your lease for twelve? I know you got to wear a hazmat suit in there, but come on, can I get you to re-sign this lease?" Especially because I I can't understand if it's like a you know bitch ass landlord that just doesn't want to lose a tenant. It's his second mom. Like, what are you doing, mom? What? What? What are you doing, mom? But I don't understand the urgency in resigning the lease. Clearly the place is uninhabitable. Why don't you get the place to a point where I can live there before you're tracking me down on my honeymoon saying, can you resign this lease? You you want to re-up? Can you, can you sign sure. for an extra for sure. Like you, you can't go in there without a bodysuit on. What are you doing trying to get me to resign for a year? Yeah, I did not get that. But they went in all protected. And this is where I understood Mark the Shark's frustration when Lindsay just starts like grabbing all his stuff, putting it in the garbage. Like, let him do it. Like, it's his stuff you literally met a week ago. A little bit bossy pants right there. Like, you don't, it's not like, oh, you've been dating for two years. You've been to his place several times. So you kind of know what, you know, goes, what stays. You just met this person and you're just going crazy. And I felt for Mark. Like, I was like, wait a minute. Like, th- this is my stuff. 
Yeah. I want to make sure that I keep what I want to keep. I toss what I want to toss. I don't break things. Yes and no. I hear what you're saying. I agree with what you're saying for the most part. But the circumstances they were in, they were in hazmat suits. There was an army of bedbugs marching towards them. Time is of the essence. Listen, Mark the Shark said he has a collection of 90210 DVDs <laughs> and Lindsay wanted to toss it or she did. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? Keep. Keep. Absolutely. That's a collector's item. Freaking love 90210. I watched it recently. <laughs> the, the juxtaposition between the 90210 collector's edition and the Steve Jobs uh-huh. wall art. Think different, Steve. Okay. <laughs> and that's just the start of the wall art. Do you oh, think? Yeah. Do you oh, th- yeah. Did you see the other? I Steve did. Jobs? I just didn't get a chance to read them all. The only way to do great work is to love what you do. If you haven't found it yet, keep looking. Don't settle. Steve Jobs. I mean, Steve Jobs, Steve Jobs is my, is my third like spirit animal. Sure. I, I get being inspired by his wardrobe. I love like the simplicity mm-hmm. of his wardrobe, the statement his wardrobe makes. I get that. But to have 19 different Steve Jobs quotes on your wall. He loves iPhone. Mark, mark this. <laughs> he must. I don't know. I don't know. Like, see, if you, if you love Steve Jobs, you must love what he did. You cannot just take quotes from someone and you don't like the product maybe he likes garage band what garage band you don't what know do you garage mean? band no oh well that's a whole other podcast we can get into garage band it's a recording program it's where we recorded our first podcast oh that garage band got it i thought yeah. you were talking about like a specific band that steve jobs was part of <laughs> no they oh no but they started in a garage maybe that's mm. where that came from mm. I didn't even think about that. But I'm saying that I do admire Steve Jobs, rest in peace, Yeah. for what he did, plus the turtlenecks. Apparently he was a big asshole. Oh, yeah. We watched the documentary. We watched all the Apparently he was the biggest asshole, yet his mind was at the right place. Beautiful mind. Beautiful mind, for sure. I like that we have a Steve Jobs super fan in Mach the Shock, and then we have a Steve Jobsless. In Stephen Noy. <laughs> right? Did you think of it before the podcast? I think we've mentioned st- how Steve, Steve, no oh, yeah, jobs, yeah. Stevie No Jobs or Steve Jobs list in the past, but it's just funny now these two worlds colliding. Like a Steve oh, Jobs yeah. Stan and then Steve Jobless who lives in a van. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not true, actually. We'll yeah. get there. Yeah. So he had so much word art. The most concerning thing was that Lindsay said nothing about it. Well, he, he, she knew it. He mentioned it to her. He said, I have a lot of quotes. And she goes like, stop it. I feel motivational quotes. I'm out. And he's like, not those motivational quotes. Yeah, so he's Steve not like, Jobs. he's not like live, love, love. Right. But he is. Uh, he's like work, work, work. Think different. Steve yeah. Jobs. Right. Home goods can't afford to license Steve Jobs quotes. Mm, so they have to stick not. with the live, love, laugh. Yeah, so those are different quotes, but still quotes. So that's Mark's place in a nutshell. It's Mark's aquarium. It's Mark's aquarium. It's Mark's fishbowl. So then they go to Lindsay's place and she's got her own vibe. 
She and I totally see it being her place. This, it, this was it, a flea market. It says a lot. And even MTS said, this is Lindsay's place. Like, it makes total sense. And she does one thing that I do too, Jordan and I do. Oh, I know what you're going to say. We name our plants. Except we're not self-absorbed enough to name them after ourselves. No, we have Steven. Steven Jobs. we have Steven Jr. Steve, SJ. Steven, Those are Steve the only, Jobs. only not, plants that survive. They're not named after Steve Jobs. No. Right. We do name our plants after our other plants. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> we get one plant and oh, we had the dragon and then we had the dragon number two. They both died. They both died. Ah. We have Steve. See, we have Steven. Steven is the ultimate plant because for whatever reason. We can't kill him. He, we can kill him. And I trimmed him a lot. Like he, he's slowly dying. Yeah. But he's still hanging in there. So then we thought, all right, if Steven really is good for us, let's get a little Steven. And we SJ. call him. SJ, aka Steven Jr., and he's doing great. They're doing great. Speaking of, I haven't watered mm-hmm. SJ in like two weeks. Well, and they're still hanging in there. Still hanging in there. Yeah. <laughs> so, Lindsay, she's got a lot of plans with names Lindsay and Fran, etc. Also, Tibetan prayer flags, which reminds me of our Mount Everest obsession. Oh my gosh. Because that's where, that's where those are flown. I for good luck. I follow everything about Mount Everest. I follow several Sherpas too. Oh, well, don't follow them <laughs> up the mountain, please, because we need you here. We need you here on the ground in Florida. <laughs> Safe Florida. But yeah, John and I, besides being obsessed with 90 Day and Mary at first sight, we are obsessed with Daytona 500 and Mount Everest. Yeah, we are. <laughs> we're well-rounded. I would say sort of yeah. we are sort of the living embodiment of Lindsay's apartment because she's very eclectic. That's very true. She's got things from all over the place. Her Mark the shark had bed bugs. Her place looks like a flea market. Mm, that's a good point. I think she's collected things um, uh, along her travels. Mm, you know? Yeah, for sure. So it's it's cool. It's, cool. it's a little chaotic, but I can see how that's her. I almost want to play a little game. It's not much of a game. It's really a question. And we could do it now, I think, before we go through everyone. Okay. Whose apartment or house would you choose to live in if you had to choose a house to live in? I'm going to go with Noi. Noise. Mm, I don't remember hers. Refresh my memory because I'm not going to look ahead of my notes. It was nice and clean and she had the dog sushi there sitting on the bed. Oh, I don't but, think her place was clean at all. You don't? No, now that I remember it. There was, if I'm remembering correctly, there was a microwave hanging on for dear life on really? a very thin table. And I was like, that's the sign. This could have been Lindsay's place maybe I'm thinking of. Hmm. You, yeah, okay, but. Maybe I'm wrong. No, but trust your gut. Trust your gut. I don't remember Katina's place. I don't think we saw it. That's a good point. Elijah won 100% not. I oh, mean, I good like for a, him Elijah for having on, a house. I like Elijah. The bones, I think, are good. I think it yeah, just the, needs some TLC. The bones from the outside. <laughs> Everything on the inside <laughs> is just not my taste, but hey. Okay. Um, Steve? M- MTS. I almost feel the apartment would be nice if it was like a good decoration. It's too hard to tell. Huh? That's too hard to tell in the yeah, condition it was true. in. Yeah, Lindsay, I like the naked walls. And Let's I go like with Lindsay. The I, yeah, I yeah. like the exposed brick. Yeah, I would just want to clean it. We got to clean it a little 
them. But yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so then we go back to their new apartment, their shared apartment, where the cats are coming together for the first time. Five cats, and this is where we see the wild freaking cat. Looks like a lion. I like li- uh, light. I like yelled at John. I'm like, did you see it? And he's like, what? And I'm like, ah, there's this wild cat with this pom pom. And he's like, what? And then the cat came onto the screen again and. It's out of control. I wonder whose cat is that? Lindsay's. Is it? Pretty sure. I can see that. It was yeah. kind of cute. What? I know you're not the biggest cat person. I will play the cat person on this podcast. I found it kind of cute. Okay. Who are you? And I'm not one of those all cats are cute. I'm more of an all dogs are cute type person. And even then, I don't think that's true. I'm particular with my cats. There was something about this cat I found becoming. You know that you will never have a cat in your life, right? Because of you? Yes. Okay. I'm fine with that. Yeah, guys, I know all of you have cats. I don't mind cats. I like picking up cats when I see them. But I'm a dog person. I'm just a dog person. They can live together. Why did you roll your eyes on me when I said I love picking up cats? Because the cats don't love when you pick them up. Well, I'm trying to bond. Okay. Well, we talked about this. We don't. I know, but I'm just saying. You pick uh, them up and they can sense your apprehension as you pick them up and hold them as far away from your body as possible. But I I always try. Okay. A a for effort. And that's all that matters. Okay. (laughs) New day. We got Lindsay holding down the fort. And this is where shit starts to go sideways for them. So apparently, Magda Shock's grandma is very weak and weighs like 70 pounds, so she's sick. And the landlord, oh yeah, that's a mouthful, the landlord, aka the second mom, is painting the ass. And then MTS is very different off cameras, hot and cold, reminded me of the Katy Perry song I like. Hot and you're Mm -hmm. cold, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, like one of our OG songs. Yeah, I like Katie. I mean, some of the songs, but this is one of them I like. I like her. And basically, he's driving Lindsay insane. Absolutely crazy. Absolutely uh, crazy. Good. And Finally, because Lindsay's been driving all of us crazy, so. And then we see this shadow, like, like a slow-mo, MTS just like walking in this large hoodie with like a serious <laughs> face. Did you see it? Like a serious dun, face. Dun, 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 you're so on point with your shark puns and right? references. Right? Yeah, but yeah, like we saw MTS like looking a little like stressed or depressed, but that was this like crazy shot that he doesn't even talk. It's just like Lindsay saying he's hot and cold, and yeah. you just see the shot of him just like slowly walking. Yeah. Wow. I was like, what's going on? Yeah. MTS, he's the positive person. What's going on? You know? We've all got our bad days, and let's talk about it a little bit because we get them together in the apartment. It's a little bit awkward, and Lindsay opens up and says, I'm having a really hard time with you, Mark. Since the honeymoon, I've seen you shift your demeanor. It's like you have two sides. Which I have to say I not enjoy. I do enjoy it. I like that she can be honest with him. Like she can say what's on her mind because I think a lot of these people can't. Well, they hold the it in talking. and then explode. True. I just think and we'll learn, learn it a little bit that 
I appreciate her being straightforward. I just think there is sometimes a way to say things and not necessarily the Lindsay way. Right. Like she say things that it sounds like she's attacking him. And I don't think that's what she's trying to do. Yeah. It just comes across that way. And not to take her side on this, but sometimes, and I know it's because I'm foreign or because I whatever I say, Sometimes I say things that I don't mean, but they come across a certain way. And you tell me that. You call me out on it and you always say, I don't. I know you don't mean it, but mm. you say it with whatever tone and it just sounds wrong. I think people mean what they say. I think you mean what you say. I think you don't have the words to sugarcoat it. And so then you're actually meaning what you say. And that's the issue is here in America, we tend to sugarcoat Me? things. Yeah, I don't sugarcoat. Which there's an art to the sugarcoat. And I think there's a time and a place for the sugarcoat. Because you don't always need to be so blunt and direct. I have a hard time with sugarcoating because I see it as a form of lying. And I really don't lie. Like, guys, if you know me in person and I try to lying to you you would literally know that i'm lying mm-hmm. so i just don't lie uh and i hate i hate it i hate lying and i hate when people lie so for me sugarcoating something is a form of lying and i know sometimes i have to do it but it's really cringy to me and maybe that's how it comes across the wrong way because i'm trying to do it but it just doesn't sound right okay but take for example Lindsay tearing through all of mark's belongings that's a physical representation of her bluntness and her directness. True. There's a way for her to slow down, yes. step back, and reevaluate how she's handling this. And doing it, you can't sugarcoat your actions necessarily, but you can slow down and say, oh, what about this? Do you want this? Should well, we keep this? I wouldn't call it a sugarcoating. I would call it it's a different approach. You can yeah. still say what's on your mind, but you say differently. Sugarcoating means that... Let's say, oh, I totally hate your outfit if you're supposed to go out. I would be like, you would ask me, does it look good? I would be like, yeah, no, no, you're fine. You're you're fine. Even though I hate it, I would sugarcoat it. That's a lie. That's not sugarcoating. But I would maybe say like, oh, like maybe I would change a thing or two. Oh, it's not my, that shirt's not my favorite, but if you want to wear it. But for me, I would, I would rather be like, oh, I don't like this shirt. I don't think it goes, but you know, here we go. Well, Okay, there is there's some issues. We have some issues with Lindsay and Mark. And we finally, it took seven episodes, but we finally get some professional intervention because Pastor Cow, we get PC. We get PC. PC is on the scene and he's going to get to the bottom of this. Lindsay is going to get to the bottom of her wine glass. Oh, for sure. She's going to need a refill. That was a heavy pour. That's some truth juice right there. And that's where I'm saying is you think she's direct. I think she's drunk. And keep keep pouring, Lindsay, because mm-hmm. it's entertaining for sure. So PC gets there and asks, what's going on? And Lindsay says, I laid all my cards out during the honeymoon. I thought we're open and we're honest. But now it seems like Mark isn't giving me the best version of himself. Yes. And she basically says that MTS went from all to nothing. Basically, they were having (laughs) like they were having sex. They were having such a good time. To they don't right, Mm -hmm. and 
it bothers her and she wants MTS to be responsible and work on the relationship. And it's almost like Pastor Kyle like, can see through all this. Oh, so, yeah. So he asks MTS, like, why don't you share how you feel, right? Right. Like, truly share how you feel. And so and Mark the Shark started spilling the beans. Well, he says, I met you at the wedding. A lot of excitement. You're very excited. A lot of energy. That's sugar coating. Well, that's a sugar high or whatever Lindsay she was, was so on. Drunk. <laughs> that's so true. drunk. That's an alcohol. That's an alcohol. Um, a lot of excitement. Very different from what I've seen in other girls. But we've talked. We talked all night. We had an intimate moment. It felt great. And then there was the situation on the plane. Okay. And then there was the honeymoon. And we had another intimate moment. But this time it was different. And now we have Mark in tears. Okay, Mark. Oh, I felt so Mark bad. Mark the shark is gonna is swimming in his own tears. His shark tears. Shark tears. Okay, he's swimming in his own tear, his tank of tears. I felt bad because he basically said, and I'm with him, he's like, the situation that happened on the plane just threw me off. And it was hard to follow what was coming next. Yeah. Well, he's like, I respect Lindsay enough to tell her I have to go slow. Sex is great, right? We all love having sex. But if I don't feel myself, I can't just do it. Well, feeling yourself is masturbation, Mark. (laughs) (laughs) But like PC takes his side. He's like, yeah, I totally see where Mark is coming from. And like Lindsay doesn't get it. Like she's like, Uh, ah. And this is the alcohol. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is her numbing her emotions where she can't connect. She can't bring the wall down because she just... She's numbed her senses and her emotion and her ability to empathize or sympathize. That's the alcohol, I think, because she's like, I I don't know. I've never given him a reason where he can't be open with me. And PC's like, wait, like what? Lindsay? And Lindsay's like, look, I don't even know what he said. It was just a run on sentence. And Yeah, that's the alcohol. It's the alcohol and it's the Lindsay I know and hate and love to hate. Which I was just going to say, it's unfortunate because as PC said, she's very smart and sharp when she's not drunk. And I believe that. Like the way she says things, the way like she talks about things, I believe that she's a very smart person. And, but as you said, she numbs herself with booze and it turns her into this like, well, I don't even know what he's saying. Like, bah! And I also think she likes this persona she's curated for herself of this very direct i'm gonna give it to you how i see it no holds bar no sugar coat and i'm a diabetic i'm not gonna sugarcoat it like <laughs> i think she likes this persona because when pc says oh you're intelligent you're smart you say what you think no filter Lindsay's like absolutely like that's a compliment she oh she, yeah she oh, used yeah. that as a compliment and pc even says like oh you wear that as a badge of honor you need to rethink that mm-hmm. and he's like we knew you were both a lot. That's why we put you together. You guys need someone that can match your energy. Mm-hmm. Hello. That's what you both got. Mm-hmm. Like you got what you asked for. And Lindsay said, I need someone who can handle me. And I think MTS can handle her. But I almost feel like Martha Shark probably thought, I'm a lot. There is no way I'll be matched with someone who's more. Yeah. 
And here comes Lindsay. Yeah. And she is way more than Mark the Shark. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, Lindsay tells Mark, you got to put some gas in your tank. Okay, there's a difference between pulling back and pulling out. And for sure, PC's like, I'll see that metaphor and I'll raise, I'll raise you one. Okay. <laughs> race? Like, I'll, I'll not race you, but very close because the metaphor is there's a difference between a marathon and a sprint, but at least you're both running. And I was like, <laughs> can we get an Emmy for best metaphor? For Cause PC? Because it, it goes to Pastor Cal. I also forget. I always forget that he's the pastor. Oh, he's yeah. Like very Dropping sermons. Dropping. Yeah, he's a guy's sex. Guys, yes. if you want to fuck, Gee. you're married. I mean, that's basically what he says. He's like, yeah, I'll hold the camera if you want. Well, that's a different couple. That's a different. We'll but. get to that. But, yeah, I mean, Mark, just ask yourself, WWSJD, what would Steve Jobs do? Well, Mark the Shrug said, I just need to do things on my own sometimes let me do things my way don't do things for me don't tell me how to do things let me do it by myself and I totally get it like there is a fine line between someone being there for you and helping you with things for sure to the point that they're crossing it and stepping all over you well there's a difference between helping you do something and doing it for you that's literally what I just said Oh, I'm just, then I'm just repeating it. <laughs> then I'm repeating it because it was so well said. Oh, thank you. Yeah. What we need here, because I hate to hear it and I love to hear it, the whole, oh, he's so different when the cameras are gone, right? Because you hate to hear it. You want someone to be truthful and you want to see them for who they are and you don't want to feel like you're missing out on anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but you like the drama. But we want, we need one of those night vision nest camera scenes that we've gotten in the past seasons oh, yeah. where they're storming off in the middle of the night. They're not mm-hmm. coming back. Right. Show us that. And hopefully it's got audio because mm-hmm. I want to see, we know these people are being filmed 24 seven. Oh yeah. Show it to us. Like if you're going to say he's different off camera, let's see it. All right. Oh yeah. Should we move on? Let's do it. Katina and Elijah Katina Vaughn. Katina and Elijah Vaughn at the new apartment. First thing, of course, Elijah Vaughn needs to inspect is the oven. It's getting annoying. His it's, obsession with uh, a wife preparing a hot meal. Like I said it before. I'm going to say it again. Yes, I think everyone should know how to cook some basics. But we live in the 21st century. If a girl wants to cook every night, she can. But I think she she should want to do it. Yeah. Right? She should, yeah. I'm going to, I'm 90% with you there. And then I'm 10% with, well, you, come on, no excuses. Anyone can cook. You don't have to do it seven nights a week, but you should be able to cook the whole, I don't cook. I don't know how to cook. That's bullshit. Oh, no, no, no. That's literally what I was trying to say. I was trying to say, if I believe that everyone should know how to freaking cook any basics, right? Okay. Yeah. But you cannot expect her to do this every single night unless she wants to. Agreed. I also think Elijah Wan's almost now trying to turn it into a, a bit, a little. Like, okay, my bit's going to just be, you got to oh, yeah, cook. Yeah. Here's the oven. I'm going to go over and sit and I'll watch you cook. It's not funny. Yeah. It's, no, it's, it's dumb. Not. It's dumb. It's not funny. And what really ruins it for me is when Elijah Wan's like, 
I used to just go grab a peanut butter and bread in the morning and be on my way, but now I got a wife, so I can't be doing that. Yeah, it's literally Wait, what? shut up. Wait, what? You can't? Why? You you should be able, if you could get by before mm-hmm. having a wife now, that doesn't change anything. For sure. And whatever I said, it's coming from someone who actually does cook every single night, but I do because I enjoy it. And sometimes... Even like I have a headache and John is like, okay, well, let's just order food. Like you don't have to cook. You're like the op- opposite of Elijah one. Yeah. But again, like I cook because I enjoy it. I prefer home cooked meals and that's how I grew up. So, but yeah, I don't judge, but I believe that everyone can cook. Everyone can, everyone, everyone can, can whip something up. There's so many reasons to cook home cooked meals from cost savings to health mm-hmm. reasons to it can be fun and a bonding thing. Yeah. I don't understand, and that's why I think it's a little bit of a bit, the whole, I need my wife to cook. If there's hot food on your plate, no matter how it got there, whether it's her cooking, you cooking, takeout, going to a restaurant, what what does it matter at the end of the day, Elijah? I think he loves the idea of coming home and there is someone waiting for him and it's warm and it smells nice. They can have a dinner together. But as you said... She can also pick up the dinner on yeah. the way home if she doesn't feel like cooking yeah. or if she's running late. Or you, you can do it, Elijah one. Having a meal together, that's what I understand. Having a that's dinner 100%. together every night. We do it every night. We have a dinner together. Even if one of us is running late, we always wait for each other unless your plane is delayed and you come at midnight. Yeah. Then I don't wait. Yeah. But yeah, we do it. That's our thing. And I totally understand that part. However, expecting her to, almost like forcing her to cook, that's wrong. Right. Like, let her do what she wants to do. Again, she can freaking whip out spaghetti or something. Everyone can. But let her do her. Yeah. Let's go to Elijah's house mm-hmm. because <laughs> the first thing we see at Elijah's house, he's got the full-size version of my dad's yard sign. Oh, okay? my gosh. He sure does. My dad would be so jealous. Of those dimensions. Okay, guys, <laughs> if you missed it, and we didn't miss it because there is a whole backstory mm-hmm. to to my parents' yard sign. So elijah has got the yard sign that says, in this house, we believe black lives matter, women's rights are human's rights, no human is illegal, science is real, love is love, kindness is everything, right? My dad, my mom, they have that sign, mm-hmm. except it's not a sign. It is a postcard. postcard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my dad, I don't know if you've ever seen Spinal Tap, but it's mm-hmm. almost like when they draw out the dimensions for Stonehenge and they use inches instead of feet. And then the stage prop comes down at the concert and it's like 11 inches by 11 inches instead of 11 feet by 11 feet. <laughs> my, my parents, they ordered this, this kindness is everything sign. And it arrived and my mom sent me a picture of it. I was like, well, your dad ordered this yard (laughs) sign and it like fit on my mom's dashboard or wherever she took the photo of it on the car seat. So tiny. So tiny. And we're like, well, whatever. It's the thought that counts, right? We went home for Thanksgiving or whatever it was and we pulled in and there's the sign sticking in the front yard. The tiny, the tiny sign. (laughs) Yeah. Like the tiniest sign. I couldn't uh, even read it. Yeah. But A for effort. <laughs> A for effort. Yeah, I love the sign. Love the sign. So what my parents don't have is the welcome to my crib doormat that mm. Elijah Wan has. Well, his speech about, I really want you to take this in because 
I never walked up a woman here like this. Ew. Unless yeah. you want, like, are you yeah. bringing your Isaac stories back? Like, you <laughs> just were bringing girls into bank. Uh, that's also another way how to welcome your wife into your house. Yeah, also read your sign. Women's rights, human rights, kindness is everything, love is love. Like, where, come on, who bought that sign? Because Isaac didn't. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, of course, first stop, kitchen. Gotta go to the, <laughs> gotta go to the kitchen. Ah. Here's the thing. Elijah has got a very nice house. I think you disagree. His decorations, sure, a little grandma-esque. Katina was not a fan of the coffee. No, me neither. The coffee curtains. I like the house from the outside, like the bones, as you said. Yeah. The whole inside, just not my taste. It's very old. Let me just say, and money's not everything, but we discussed apartment prices in Boston. If this house is anywhere around Boston, within 30 minutes of Boston, half a million dollars. Oh, for sure. You know? I was going to say, I did look at houses too, and I found this house that was basically falling apart. Probably homeless people and ghosts lived there. Oh, a couple squatters like, for sure. It was like 700000 Yeah. So this <laughs> very nice, a little cute, I don't know if it's a bungalow style or what it was, very cute house. It's a pretty penny. I looked up how much waste, I think, what is he? He's a wastewater, waste, wastewater operator mm-hmm. for the city. And I looked up the salaries, fifty to 70000 a year, which isn't bad. But you're not buying a house like that on that salary. True. If he lives alone, which I'm pretty sure it seems like. I he, think he does. Yeah. So got some questions for you there. Elijah on. Unless he like inherited, maybe it was a family house. I don't know. Because mm, he wasn't renting it. It was like, it made it seem like this is my house. Yeah, that's what right? he said. So. Because mm. like also Katina is supposed to move in apparently. Right. Mm. Well, I mean, you could still rent a house. True. Moving together. But yeah, she thinks the house is an eight, decor is a five. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll agree with her. I'm going to say decor is a two, but sure. Okay. Well, they go and they visit the gym, the pea green Jim and like Elijah one is so proud of that green, but makes makes me think, is he colorblind? Well, it makes me think, is this a test? Like, are you testing if Katina is going to speak up about your paint choices? Yeah, he loves testing her. Yeah, it was painted a nice slate green before, but I painted it pea green, knowing she was coming over. I wanted to see if she'd speak up <laughs> and say it was atrocious. <laughs> oh my gosh, he. It's ah. <laughs> ridiculous. So ridiculous. Okay, so then we go and we see them at their shared apartment, the neutral apartment, and PC comes and pays them a visit, and he walks and he's like, "Someone cooking." Well, Katina made spaghetti and a garlic bread, so look at her. Hello. She girl can cook. Hello. Whatever, like that's a decent meal. Yeah, I'm sure so. Elijah was standing behind her the entire time, slapping her ass with a ladle. He's or probably was like, like timing her too. Like, come yeah. on, come on, come on. Like 10 more minutes, 10 more minutes. <laughs> and he's hiding the oven mitts. It's a test. Is she going to is she going to grab is she going to grab a hot a hot pan without the oven mitts? It's all a test. Yeah. Oh so my gosh. PC comes in and they start talking about the whole cooking thing and he's like, "You know, cooking was never a deal breaker." when mm. Elijah Wan was going through the matchmaking process. So I'm not sure where that came from. And PC basically called him old school. It's like, dude, 
you know, we live in the 21st century. Well, here's the thing that sort of threw me with that comment is that PC broke the fourth wall a bit because he goes, you know, back in the old days, the wife cooking, sure, that was a thing, but times change. I don't want people thinking you're a Neanderthal. Oh, yeah. So he yeah, broke he the fourth it. wall. What by do you saying, mean? He's referencing that you're on TV and the whole country is going to see you. And I don't want people thinking you're a Neanderthal. Yeah. It had nothing to do with I don't want Katina to view you as old fashioned or as I don't I don't know. Controlling. Uh, controlling or to use PCs or the Neanderthal. It had nothing to do with their relationship or Katina. He literally said, I don't want people thinking of Elijah Wan as a Neanderthal. So he was more worried about the people, the royal mm. we. I also think that PC needs to revisit his history books because <laughs> I'm pretty sure that Neanderthal ladies weren't sitting at home waiting for the guys to come home from the hunt to serve them dinner. <laughs> I think he was was being a little colorful with his language. Yeah, a little too colorful for my taste. Exaggerating a little bit. A little too colorful for my taste. Yeah, so then PC brings up horseback riding. Mm. And he didn't like how Elijah Wan was dismissing Katina's nerves and her feelings. Which is true. But hey, he was just testing her. He loves (sighs) pushing her buttons. He loves testing the girl. He loves testing. It's all about testing. Yeah, and... Katina, though, says, I, well, I feel heard and I feel valued. And, okay, so PC turns to another question, the age-old question, PC's favorite question, the question he can't wait to ask. The reason, he, <laughs> the reason he visits people in their apartment is to ask this question. Have you guys been intimate? Uh, you guys uh, consummate the marriage? Yet? No banking. You guys haven't. Ba- no, you guys haven't banked. Which I'm so surprised. Not because they didn't bank. I mean, kind of. It's because of Elijah. One doesn't want to bank. What? Yeah. PC's like, you guys haven't banked. Is this is this mutual? And Elijah one's like, well, it's me who's pumping the brakes because what if it doesn't work? I think that if it's truly him, which seems like it is, that he is so scarred from his past when he was just banging girls. He was freaking banging a mom and a daughter at the same time. <laughs> and he's so Never, scarred. Never have I ever. <laughs> like well, that's he, not how this game goes, Elijah. He, he now feels like if I do bang her, it might be it. Yeah. No, so it's a really good point. he doesn't want to bang her. He's building this relationship thinking that maybe if I get close to her first and she's going to be putting hot meals on the table every night, then I can bang her and we can stay in this relationship. I mean, is Elijah one the most mature person on this season? No, he's not. He's afraid of himself. I guess that's true. He's or like literally afraid of himself thinking like, if I bang her, that means I get it all. Um, Will I be able to stay in this relationship interesting or he's just holding out until there's a hot meal on the table he's like you want hot sex put a hot (laughs) meal on the table first or maybe he's one of the macho people who just talks 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 but doesn't do 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 that's yeah that's true too 
Yeah, I don't totally buy this whole Isaac thing. I think he's kind of a big nerd, and he just oh, yeah. pretends like he's this ladies' man. I mean, he, I'm sure he can talk to ladies. He can get drunk and do whatever, but I... I see I see your point. I see him being maybe a little too excited or not excited, a little too colorful with his past. Yeah. And it wasn't like that. Yeah. No, he thinks he's this playboy and yeah. it's a little bit of an act. Well, PC, of course, he's he's so pro-consummation. Maybe that's what PC stands for. Pro-consummation. <laughs> and pushing pushing consummation. Because he, he's basically just like, you better bang this woman before I do. He's so, <laughs> he's like, you guys are married. Okay? You, you can have sex. Like, I will show you how to have sex with this woman if you need me to show you, Elijah. He, is, he <laughs> wants nothing more than to hear their privates clapping while he Phew. turns and leaves the door. That's all he's he came for. Well... What I what was throwing me off a little bit was that every single question that PC asked Elijah Bon about, Elijah Bon said, Oh yeah, but she knows that. Like for example, he's like, Do you um I don't know, like do you are you kind to her? And Elijah mm. would be like, Oh yeah, but she knows that. It's like does she does she know all of it? <laughs> you guys like, have known each other for a week. Like he said it so many times, the sentence, oh yeah, but she knows that. It's like, are you sure that she knows all these things? Yeah. Right? Did you catch that? I yeah, vaguely, it was like it was like Alyssa it. saying I'm a good person. Like he keeps saying that, oh Katina knows that. Like Yeah. Oh uh, maybe, but do you know that she knows that? Right. Yeah. How is your communication? Because, mm -hmm. yeah, it does seem like he he's living in his own head and has his own ideas of the relationship mm -hmm. and what she wants and what she knows and what she needs. But maybe that's not the case. Maybe that's just what he thinks. Exactly my point. Yeah. But it mm -hmm. ends with PC saying, with the power vested in me by God, now you can go <laughs> ahead and bang. And then he goes, peace out. It's pretty good. PC out. I was just going to say amen, but I like amen. peace out. Preach. Okay. PC out. Speaking of PC out, <laughs> let us take a quick break. I think we're going to need to get another beer before we uh, before we move on to these For next couples. Sure. All right. Lord help me. All right. We're going to take a quick break <laughs> and we'll be right back. Oh my God. We're back again. You always do that. It's like you to move. I already what is it? Oh my God, we're back again. It's wait, like, wait, no, 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 no. Yeah, no. you always do that. Are you trying to make a shirt? No. Are you trying to get your that's quote on a shirt? That's Backstreet's back, right? Yeah. That's the first time I've done no, that. No, you've done it several times. No, oh my I've God, done. We're back again. No. Yeah. I've done. Guess who's back? Mm. Back again. Mm. And then I've done welcome back, welcome back, welcome <laughs> back. Okay, okay, I'll take I it back. I don't think I've ever done BSB. Well, it's back good. streets back. All right. I used to love that. Now, now you've made it a thing. Maybe I've made it a thing, but now I feel like I'm going to need to come up with different back songs. Well, good luck because coming up with different smashes like it's hard mm. is getting very difficult. Well, that's, I mean, I need the artist to come up with the back song, then I'll just Google it and sing it. But mm. I, could, I could do it for at least a few yeah, more episodes, it, I'm do sure. It. Do it as, right. as long as you can. All right. Well, we are back. With back again, guess who's back? <laughs> Shady's back. Oh, yeah, damn it. Yeah, I still, guess yeah. Who's back? Oh, guess. you did it last time. We did it for the Super Bowl. 
Yes. Yes. Let's not talk. I'm about like the Super Bowl. so out of it. Ugh. Let's not. I got in a hot, a hot debate over the Super Bowl halftime show. With who? With some friends. I said Wait. it was not. It was who? not great. Do you have friends? Not really. Who? You don't work friends? Re- just a Reddit message board. Oh my <laughs> gosh! Kidding. Stop no, it. No, I'm kidding. Just really pounding away on the keyboards. <laughs> <laughs> like a, yeah. Anyway. All right. All right. Let's talk about Noy and Steve. Talk about Noy and Steve. They're in the new place, and here we go. Here's a here's a hotly contested topic: dog in the bed, dog out. And I'm not talking doggy style, okay? Because we, we're all fans <laughs> of doggy style in the bed. I'm For talking. Sure. I'm talking literal dogs in the bed, okay? I love dogs in in a bed. What? But- I'm, I'm pro pigs in a blanket. <laughs> not pro dogs in a bed. I used to, when I had my first dog and my second dog, they slept with me. Although my mom wasn't happy because I had like these sheets that were catching dog's hair. Mm. So Sounds like an Alyssa problem. I, I am not allergic, but I always sneak the dogs in. But my parents' current dog... My parents like trained Fluffy. Yeah. She doesn't sleep in my parents' bed because my dad doesn't like it. But my mom has this like bed right next to her that was a little elevated. So Fluffy actually almost sleeps. Yeah, your mom sounds bed. like Noe. But Fluffy doesn't sleep in the bed. I remember last time I went to check, I actually tried to put Fluffy in our bed mm. and she didn't even want to stay. And that's the whole thing. And that's one of 19 different reasons why I am not pro dog in bed. Which one? Well, number four, which is because the dog doesn't want to be there all night. So you're going to be sleeping. You're going to be in REM sleep. And then all of a sudden it's going to be... And it's going to get up. It's going to hear a squirrel outside the window. It's going to run out of the bed. It's going to wake you up. And all of a sudden you're going to be like, I was having a beautiful dream. I, I was getting a great eight hours. And now the dog just woke me up and, I, and my alarm is going to go off in 45 minutes. And now I'm pissed. That's the fourth reason why you don't want a dog in a bed. <laughs> I would probably like be okay with like having a doggy bed right next to us. Maybe a little elevated. On the so floor. It feels, I'm yeah. so pro dog in the bedroom. So against dog in the bed. Yeah, I when I was a kid, my grandpa had this beautiful golden Great Dane. And I had a single bed in my grandparents' house because I almost lived there. They lived like down the block from my parents' house. And every single time I spent the night, the Great Dane shared that one single bed with me. And it was so beautiful because the dog was so big and I just cuddled with him because I was small. Yeah. And those are like my one of my favorite childhood memories, just sharing a bed with this beautiful Great Dane. Sounds like a Great Dane and a terrible night. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, put it on the t-shirt, folks. Oh my gosh. I'm trying here. You have to stop, but that I'm was really good. I'm trying here. Yeah, here's the thing, right? We're talking about Steve and Noe, I think, because who knows what we're talking about anymore. But Steve... Not a fan of the dog in the bed. Noi is. That's going to be an issue. I think the dog can be on the on the floor. Oh, but this is a small dog. If he jumps and sleeps where your legs are, I feel like I would be okay with it. But if the dog's in your face, I mean, I can understand the point. I don't get how you miss anti-suitcase on a hotel bed could be pro 
a dirty dog in your home bed. Well, you need to wipe the dog's feet every and single body, time. The dog's rolling around at the brewery. God you knows see, where it's been. I never thought of exactly. that. Exactly. No dogs in bed. No dogs in the bed. We're moving on. Here we go. So Steve goes. Oh, my God. Steve goes and sees. No, I shook. Teresa looks visibly shook right now. Yeah, of course. Ah! Fleas. Well, hopefully you hope that your dog does not have fleas. Okay, I went too far. So Steve goes and sees Noe's place, and we meet Sushi the dog. Sushi the dog? Sushi is a cute pup. It's a cute pup. I'm not a huge fan. Okay, trigger warning here for you dog lovers. not a huge fan of small dogs, usually. Me neither. I would not get a small dog, but Sushi was a cute Smallest dog. Smallest dog I'll go. Um, top of my head, smallest dog I'll go, French Bulldog. Smallest dog I'll go. Yeah, I love Frenchies, but apparently they have a lot of issues. A lot of issues. We love the dogs. We love any animal with issues, though. Well, I like if a big dog is losing his sight, sign me up. Sign us up for, we've, we've taken a dog for a day who's had uh, probably blind. I think probably yeah. near, near oh. blind. Love that. Um, not that it's blind, but we love being there for animals mm-hmm. in need. We've spent a day with a seal who only had one eye. And also losing her uh, sight losing in that eye. Tori the one-eyed seal, soon to be Tori the no-sight seal. Um, <laughs> but we love we love animals who have issues. They need our love more than any Yeah, animal they does, do. So. But uh, small dogs, that's not really a disability. That's just unfortunate for the dog. <laughs> <laughs> You're killing me today. Oh, my gosh. In a good way. So, okay. Sushi. We meet Sushi. Sushi has three beds. Um, But obviously, as we said before, Noise says Sushi will be spending the night in their bed. Fluffy the dog, my parents' dog, also has three beds. It's too many beds. No, it's not. It's just so if my parents are in their bedroom, she can relax there if she wants to be in the hallway because she's a little hot, yeah. she can be there. And if she wants to hang out in the living room with everyone, she has a bed right there too. It's a spoiled dog. Okay, it sounds like a spoiled dog. And the last thing you want is spoiled sushi. <laughs> now I'm just trying to get Teresa to crack when she's Oh my drinking. gosh. I'm going to get you to spit your beer. Yeah, I almost spit it on my mic. That's my goal. Okay, um, here's the thing. Let's, let's talk serious about masks. I feel like we have not talked about the show at all tonight. <laughs> the thing with this is I don't appreciate how Noi is like, sushi is going to sleep in the bed. You have a husband now. You're in a partnership. You got to have a conversation, a discussion about this sort of thing. You just don't tell Steve this is what's happening. Yeah, and I like Steve's idea. He says, why don't we make an elevated bed for sushi mm-hmm. on your side so it almost feels like sushi's in the bed while being on his own. And I think that's a great idea. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. It sounds like a job for Steve. He can go and fashion that bed. <laughs> and just to reiterate my point, to add some credence to my point here, they're a newlywed couple, a very emphasis on the new and newlywed couple. You don't need a dog sleeping in between you when you're trying to get to know each other, when you're trying to form a connection, a bond. It should just be the two of you in the bed. It was a very nice way to say they need to bang. They just need to connect Mm. one-on-one without a dog, right? True. As I said, you want to go doggy style? That's fine. That's the only dog you need in the bed. Sushi can be elsewhere. Well, yeah. Okay. Or he can watch. Moving on. (laughs) I feel feel dogs always watch. I don't have a dog, 
But I feel like, what do you do? Okay. Oh when gosh. I had a dog, I was in high school. I didn't bang anyone in my house. Good. So how does it work if you do have a dog and you're a dog, you're banging? I don't know. We'll address this. We'll cross this bridge when we get there. Okay. <laughs> when we get a dog. Moving on. <laughs> so that was noise apartment. Then they go to see Steve's van. Wait. Steve has an apartment? He he freelances. That's Wait, what he said. What? The whole, so the whole van life thing was just a flex? This guy got laid off? Didn't work for months? Still kept an apartment in Boston for thousands of dollars a month and then just took a trip down the East Coast in a van? Steve, is this what you're telling me? Unless he just got the apartment. No, this guy's been on the honeymoon or whatever for the past week. He, when True. was he apartment shopping? I mean, I don't think he came back from his van adventure the day before. I thought he lived in a van. I thought like that. People live in their vans now. We know van life. It's a thing. Yeah. There's a there is a meme going around now that is like, in my day. Oh, was, I saw right? it. Right? It was like you had to get a job. You had to mm-hmm. work hard or you're going to be living in a van by the river. Now it's like one day if you work hard and save up $40,000, maybe you can live in a van <laughs> by the river. I saw and it. Like, this is so true when it comes to Steve. It's clearly he true. had a good salary, saved a lot of money, could afford to go live in a van. Yes. But I also feel like he must be making some money doing something. He said he picks up some freelancing job. I don't think it pays him what his full-time job paid, but he is making something. Well, a stalker alert. I tried to find Steve's portfolio because there was a point in this episode where he was like, I can do logo design. I can do website design. And I was like, not if you don't have a portfolio. So I went and looked for his portfolio, found nothing. Mm. So I don't think he's making much as a freelancer. Maybe unemployment. If he was laid off, he Mm. could be collecting unemployment. And and what other uh, else the government was helping with at that time. I don't know. The LED lights look like they cost a lot of money. I was like, what? No. No, God, please, God damn no. Ah, uh, no LED lights, please. Are you in college still? I Steve? mean, it's it was a lot. He was very into them. Mm-hmm. He was very excited by them. Noi, not so much. I would understand if you're having people over, you have a party, and you whip them out for the party. Mm-hmm. But then you put them back in the box under the bed where they belong. There's a time and a place for LED party lights mm-hmm. in every room, not not the place and yeah. never, never the time. For sure. Okay. So then we go to the neutral apartment, PC, once again, knock, 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 paying a visit. Steve gushing over Noi, basically saying she's perfect. Noi just as happy. is like, yeah, the experts, they did a great job. Mm -hmm. And PC is like, so what kind of conversations have you guys been having over the past week? Let's dig in. What have you guys been talking about? Kids, money. And so let's start with kids. Apparently, Noi, for whatever reason, wants to have three kids. No four, no two, no five, no seven, no one, three. She wants to have three kids. And I get it. Like, you can wish for whatever. However, you don't know what can happen. And Steve is being very reasonable here, and I love it. Because, honestly, 
You don't know. Well, I think it's just, I think it's as simple as this. Sushi has three dog beds. And if you have three kids, well, then they can just sleep in the dog beds. You're going to be a great dad one day. You get a bed. You get a bed. You get a bed. (laughs) We all get dog beds. No, I know. I find it very concerning how stuck to this Mm -hmm. number three. I can understand her saying, yeah, I hope we can have three kids. I would love to have three kids. You cannot plan for it because you don't know what your body can handle. And I have friends who cannot have kids. I have friends who had one kid, took them forever, and now they're trying to have a second one and they just can't. It's not happening for them. And I have friends who are popping kids like crazy people. Yeah. So you don't know. Right. And as our good friend Ben from Before the 90 Days says, it's it's God's plan, right? It's God's you, plan. You only have so much control. God's plan. God's plan over <laughs> this. And you can want three kids and I support that. Three is a, it's a, it's a fine number. Oh, hell no. Three is a magic number. I'll right? get three puppies, but, but no three kids. But three kids is fine. If she was like, I want to have nine kids, I'd be like, what do you want to be on another reality TV show? <laughs> right? So three, I get it. It's an okay number. Two is a great number. Three is a great number. But she's so invested and committed to this three that she's setting herself up for such a disappointment yes and i love that steve basically said you know what like maybe let's shoot for two and see how we feel sure it's such such a rational for a guy who lives in a van that's such a rational (laughs) idea i'm gonna say something about my own family so my aunt they were trying to have kids for a very long time didn't work out so they did the ivf right boom they had twins great and then naturally, a couple, couple years later, they had another baby. Yep. And my aunt actually once, when she had like a Long Island iced tea and she was halfway through it, she Uh-oh. said, I don't think it was a great idea to have a third kid. She's like, Yikes. I love it. I love him so much, obviously, but it's a lot. It's a lot. And we were older and... I don't think if I went back, I don't think I would wish yeah. for three kids. So first Very two, honest. first two were twins and then the third. Yeah. So a guy I used to work with, Pat, shout out to Pat. He took, uh, he took the free photos at our wedding. Yeah. They're like, beautiful. Beautiful photos, black and whites. Loved them. So he had one kid. Mm-hmm. He was like, we should have another kid. Triplets. Twins. Hmm. So then three kids. And then they said, we're done having kids, but we're not done having sex. So they accidentally had a fourth child. Oh, my God. Okay, that's four kids. When they were only trying to have two kids, that's two bonus kids. That's too many bonus kids. Hashtag vasectomy. Which he had. He sat on a bag of frozen peas, and that's the end of that. But long story short, (laughs) you can't always get what you want. But if you try sometimes, you'll get way more than you need. Oh, my gosh. Guys, John is killing it today. I hope you'll appreciate my (laughs) husband because I sure do. Well, yeah. To peel back the curtain a little bit, Teresa <laughs> said she was struggling with a little bit of a headache. Yeah, so I don't I feel said, my my best, but I'm trying. I said I will come in and I will do what I can mm-hmm. to, to carry the show. But you're doing you fantastic. Sure are, yeah. fa- are you kidding me? I can't even tell that anything's bothering you. Oh, you're doing thank fantastic. You. Thank you. You're doing fantastic. Okay. Um, so, yeah, they talk about the whole kids thing. I, I would get a no kids first kids argument 
if that was a thing, like if Steve didn't want kids and she wanted kids, I would get that argument. I don't get how we're arguing over two kids versus three kids. Oh, no, 100%. But also, what you said, no kids or yes kids, that's something I hope they told the experts to begin with. Right. Because if they paired someone who said, I do not want to have kids with someone who said, I want three kids, obviously that relationship would never work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Um, the only other thing I have here is when they started talking about jobs and how kids is going to be money and Steve's unemployed right now. And no he's like, jobs. Steve, no jobs. Steve, jobsless. He's like, well, here's the thing. He tells the camera. He's like, if I start a full-time job, will I really have the time to dream? <laughs> what? Someone who's, almost, what? someone who's almost 40. And it literally is mind-boggling to me because dude you are 38 years old you had 38 years to dream Uh, yeah you signed up to have a wife now is the time to put on the big boy's pants again that's the dream right there steve you got the dream you got the beautiful wife you got the nice apartment in boston that's the dream like he needs to i would not I, i can understand you know people can lose jobs yes it sucks I can get it, but I what I don't get if someone just, well, uh, I just want to be a dreamer. It's like, fuck no. So we always quote The Office, but I've mentioned Spinal Tap once mm-hmm. in this episode. So this reminded me of Spinal Tap when I think at the end of at the end of the movie, they ask one of the band members, like, if you weren't a rock star, what do you think you would do? And he goes full-time dreamer <laughs> be a full-time dreamer it's like steve it's your favorite movie spinal tap if you didn't do what you're doing for a living and we don't have to get into that yeah. what would you do mm. like if you could do anything i know your answer but do you yeah can we make a living podcasting um yeah we could well, i would do this then just sit and talk to you about reality tv shows and who that knows what good. else yeah what about you well, I was going to say you would be a musician. Yeah, I would. That would yeah. something in the music business I, yeah. would, I would do. Do you know mine? <laughs> something with animals. What animals? Seals? Yes. What was like a seal rescue trainer? Yeah, I would yeah. be like, I would be running this like seal rescue operation and I would hire people to take care of the seals and I would just be walking around and like playing with them. See, this is a real question. <laughs> this is a real question you ask. Not whatever was asked of Mike, of Mike and Jimena, again, another 90-day shout of like, do you even know her favorite color? (laughs) No, but these are the real questions. That's very true. Okay, let's move on to our next couple because I am dying to get to Alyssa and Chris. We have Jasmina and Michael. Yeah, not a lot happened here, but let's talk about it. They're in the apartment and here's, here's what happened, okay? They're talking about their past living situations. Oh, actually something did happen. Who's lived Who's lived with the opposite sex? Raise your hand if you've lived with the opposite sex. Mm-hmm. Jasmina raises her hand. Okay. Michael doesn't raise a hand when in fact he should be raising both hands. I didn't get this. And I, yeah, that's BS. That's BS. That sets up what's to come. But before that, we see Jasmina leave. She takes off. Mm-hmm. She says, I'm not going to spend the night in the apartment with Michael. Well, she said, 
I don't want to move in for a few days because of the dog. Like, I need uh. to find a new doggy care. But later on, she actually said, I just needed some time for myself. And I appreciate that. Appreciate the honesty. Mm-hmm. But be honest to Michael. Don't yeah. be honest to me. Jasmina, you owe me nothing except great television. Mm. You owe Michael some honesty here. So mm-hmm. tell him. That's a fine answer. If that's how you feel, hey, I just, you know, we spent a week together in Puerto Rico. It was beautiful. We had some ups and some downs. I just need a minute to collect my things and collect myself. I'll be back. Well, speaking of honesty, we'll go and see Michael's apartment. We see all the Christmas lights. And correct me if I'm wrong. I thought Michael lived by himself. And that's why I was judging the Christmas light and the little mess. I mean, I'm still judging the Christmas lights because it's August. And your Christmas lights are still up. Yeah. Why I'm judging it even more is because we learned that he has two roommates. Two female roommates. Females. Like, I would understand if you live with dudes. I would be like, you know what? Everyone has poor taste and they're just lazy. Right. I mean. Christmas all year round. Maybe Michael can't afford LED lights for every room (laughs) in his apartment. So he just goes with some LED bulbs and the Christmas lights in one room. Okay, can't, no judgment there. But yes, what do we learn? Michael has two roommates that are women. And he never mentioned it before. And this is not like, let's say you are dating someone. You met someone, you're dating someone for a while. And that person's like, oh, like um, I'm moving into a new apartment and my roommate is a girl. Right. And then the girlfriend could be like, wait a minute, why are you doing this? Right. You could move in with me. Yada, yada, yada. So many questions. Right. I could understand some eh, like, little tap dancing around yeah, there. Yeah. yeah. For someone, two people who just met at the altar, that's nothing strange to be like, hey, I live with two roommates. They're both girls. We get along well. End of the story. You owe that person nothing. Exactly. Except honesty. Exactly. And I really didn't no ex- understand. You, you this. owe no explanation of your past of why how you came to mm-hmm. be with two roommates who happened to be the opposite sex. You owe them nothing of that sort. You just owe them the honesty of I do live with two women. It doesn't matter why or when or how long. Mm-hmm. I, I just do. Yeah. Especially because Jasmina said she lived with a guy. Yeah, and she said it at the wedding. At the saying, wedding. Oh, you see, that's one of my best friends. And he's also my roommate. Why wouldn't you just say, oh, that's cool. You have a guy roommate. I have a girl roommate. I actually have two. 100%. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It's, it, it literally blows my mm-hmm. mind. But we get back to their apartment. And basically, this is this is the issue. Like, that's the issue of the episode. <laughs> that Michael, he it's not even like he lied. I mean, he lied in a way. He just didn't tell her. Yeah. He lied when she asked, have you ever lived with a woman? Yeah. And I get how you could take the question, oh, she's asking if I've ever lived with a partner, if I've lived Yeah, but you can still say like, oh, I've never lived with a girlfriend. However, right. I have with two girl. female roommates. Well, like, there's nothing wrong with that. No. I mean, I do have questions. I've, I do wonder how that came to be. 
I mean, some guys get along with girls better. Some sure. girls get along with guys better. Maybe he was just looking for a place and these two girls were looking for a room. I, yeah, you don't in know. C- in cities, that thing, that type of thing happens all the time yeah. because rent is so expensive. Mm-hmm. People need roommates all the time. It's a like, cool, you've got an open room. I'm going to move in with you because it's the place I can afford. Mm-hmm. Happens all the time in cities. Yeah. Not a big deal. Should have just come clean about it. But it's an issue now. PC comes over, pays them a visit. Cal's like, how's it going? And they just both exhale, just like, like, we got some shit to deal with. Mm -hmm. And Jasmina says, look, I've had some conflicts. Michael's talked to me in a way that's turned me off. He's loud and he's aggressive off camera. Again, we get some of this off camera business Mm -hmm. that we're not seeing. And then she does something that upsets me a little bit. She starts to infantilize him. What does it mean? She starts to talk down to him, starts to baby him a little mm. bit when she's like, Michael, now Michael, mm. every time we have a conflict, you yell. And that was a little off-putting for me. Well, I almost feel like it comes from her profession. Ooh, good shout. she works with kids and good I almost shout. feel like when kids yell, when kids are mean to each other, that's how she talks to them. So I wouldn't give her a shit for it. Well, it's great insight and I appreciate that, but you got to leave that shit at work. Oh, totally. But again, this is, this whole thing is new. They've been into this situation for one week, right? Yeah. So I want to give her a pass on this. Sure. I see your point. And yes. I see yours. Yeah. And I see yours. And, and that's interesting. And I'm glad you brought that up. So uh, they're kind of losing a little bit. They're going back and forth. PC has a hard time getting control over the situation. <laughs> he wants them to just forgive and move on because look at what you have in front of you. You have this great opportunity. You have this great person in front of you. Just leave the shit in the past. And PC again with the lesson. Let's give this guy another mm-hmm. Emmy because he comes in with a there's talking at, there's talking with, and there's talking to. Ooh, look at PC. PC. And then he mentioned something about a magic sentence. <laughs> oh, I missed that. So he, I think because I was kind of typing some notes, he said when they're getting into an argument and Michael's maybe a little aggressive, that just mean I should tell him I'm not your enemy. Yes. And the other way around. Yes. Okay. I do remember that. And that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine. I mean, we don't fight much will you get into our arguments that all couples like, do we always said it before and not to pat ourselves on our backs really but our communication is really good so when we have issues we talk it through before we get into like a deep arguments yeah we just talk about it our communication is really good and at the core our relationship is so good that we know that any little bicker argument we get into we know it deep down, like it's all love. They're mm-hmm. like, no matter what we say, like at the end of it, it's all love and that's what matters. But I'm just trying to imagine if we were in an argument and you just said, I'm not your enemy. I'd be like, Oh, that would knock me back on my heels. And mm-hmm. I'd be like, Oh shit. Like, wow. Like it's, I hate to say it's an important reminder because we don't need that reminder. We're lucky and we're fortunate in that way. But for a couple that is so fresh and so new to remind mm-hmm. the other person, Hey, we're in this together. We're married. We're a team. I'm not your enemy. It's like, that's so powerful and it's so simple. Yeah. No, for sure. PC, PC is onto something. Ooh, PC. Who needs Dr. Pepper? Who needs Dr. Viviana? We need more PC. 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 Okay. All right. Let me, uh, I think I need a sip of beer. 
do it. Because we're about to get into some shit right now. We're about to get to the first time on 90 Day. I mean... <laughs> it would be the first time on 90 Day. On Married at First Sight. This is the first in the Married at First Sight history that this thing happened, apparently. Oof. Oof. And I think it's right because I don't recall it. And we've been watching this show forever. Okay. So let's get into this. Let's get into Chris and Alyssa because I'm pretty, pretty, pretty sure that this is the end of them. Um, yeah, because we've seen couples not move in together. We've seen couples not work and they've sort of popped back in mm-hmm. throughout the season and they meet up with the girls or with the expert and they would talk. Yeah. But we've never seen someone declare the way yeah. the declaration was made on this. I declare bankruptcy. bankruptcy. Mike, Michael, this is this is not how you declare a bankruptcy. That might be our first office reference of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've threatened a couple, but that's the first actual one. Okay, so Chris is alone in the infamous apartment, the highly contested apartment. Everyone wants this apartment. Chris got it. I don't know why he got it. I don't know why he decided to move all this shit in just to spoil, well, he had spoiler a alert. Duffel bag, so spoiler alert, move it's out. It's not that but, crazy. Yeah. Alyssa has said, I'm not moving in. Chris said, I am moving in. So here's here's the shit. Yeah. Chris was saying, well, apparently, you know, he's been hearing from, I don't know if he said social media or other people that they are very different from tattoos, which we'll get to, to Alyssa's political views. Yes. And we'll get to that too. So... He starts seeing the bigger picture of that this thing's probably will never work as much as he can try. Right. He could get a tattoo. He could get an eagle tattoo. It'd be an easy fix, you know, but um, some other things, his political views may not be so easy. But the crazy thing that we learn is he doesn't even have her phone number. Yes. So he can't even reach out with a text or a call or a FaceTime and be like, hey, I heard some shit through the grapevine that you said X, Y, mm-hmm. and Z. Let's talk about it. He doesn't have any way to contact her. So that's crazy to me. And I have to say one thing, right? Again, I'm really sad what's going to happen. Uh, I'm sad that we probably will never see them again unless they'll be on one of the get together, yeah. talk about his shit. Uh, but... I think this episode, like Alyssa was trying to turn it into something positive for her because I think she realized how much shit she's done and she was trying to save her ass in front of everyone. I think you're right. And that's a good point. I think she really digged herself even deeper. And I have to give Chris all the credit for stepping up and just not being a puppet or not being... The sad person, because you said before, like, okay, he's so naive. Like, come on, come on. But I think he was naive while still being realistic. Like, he knew what was going on. He had a little bit of hopes, but so much (laughs) shit happened that he realized that this is just not going to work. I'm going to give shit as much, or give Chris as much shit as I can here, um, because you can't give him much. But we ragged on Alyssa a bunch saying, Oh, she just wanted the vacation. She wanted to stay mm-hmm. in Puerto Rico. She could have left. Chris ended it the first day back in Boston. So he stayed on that vacation, on that honeymoon, as long as he could. As soon as he got back to reality, he was like, let's end this. No, thing. no, 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 no. Yes, but I think he was so miserable. Like, he, she didn't want to be with him at all. Like he was still trying. He was still there. Right. He was still saying, hey, like, let's let's give it a shot. 
But I think a lot of shit also happened behind the scenes. And he kind of talked about it on the after show. Oh, I'm sure. I'm just saying he milked that honeymoon for all it was worth because he could have left in the middle of the honeymoon too. He knew things weren't getting better on that honeymoon. Yeah, but he, he was trying. I don't think he was milking it. Okay. Well, so we see Chris in his natural habitat playing disc golf with, let's be clear here, his best friend, who he tells us is a police officer. I want to put that out there. Mm-hmm. He's with his best friend, the police officer. Alyssa is with her mom at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Okay? None of them are frontline workers, I don't think, just to be clear. Okay. So Alyssa tells her mom she thinks she blacked out walking down the aisle. And when she came to, wasn't what she envisioned. Was no cowboy standing there. Mm-hmm. waiting to be wed. I mean, based on everything we heard, and we heard the behind-the-scenes story from Chris saying that she didn't even want to, like, sign the marriage paperwork yeah. or something, right? Like, I'm actually surprised he was hanging in there for so long, but I don't think he did it for the honeymoon. Like, imagine seeing everyone being happy and you're there with someone who no, I don't think so. doesn't want to be with you. I'm just giving I, him I felt, I think, Alyssa milked the honeymoon. Yeah. But I don't think Chris did. He was so sad that no, whole fucking time. My only point was Alyssa, I think, was prepared to milk the entire experiment just to get on TV as much as she could. Chris just wanted Puerto Rico. He didn't need to be on TV for another seven weeks or however long. No, he just I wanted think, Puerto you know, Rico. Chris wanted a wife and he tried. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. hundred percent. And I think after the discussion when... I think he still had some hopes thinking maybe we go back to normal. Maybe we moved into the apartment. Maybe we can fix things. But after she said, oh, you move, you moved there for the first half and I'll move there for the second half. He realized that, wait a minute, I didn't sign up for this shit. I'm not freaking going to live somewhere alone. Like sure. I'm out. Sure. Okay. So here we go. We have Alyssa with her mom, Chris, with his friend. And Alyssa and her mom are talking about how Chris is not a cowboy. And she was hoping for a cowboy, even though this is Mavs Boston. And (laughs) as someone who's lived in Boston for multiple years, I don't think I saw one cowboy. No. In my four years in Boston. But I've been to Boston (laughs) once, but I don't see Boston being a cowboy city. No. Um, So here's the thing. Her mom's like, he's not a cowboy, but he is cute. He is nice. So she is still team mm-hmm. Chris. We got mom who's he's, team Chris. Yeah. She's like, he's good looking. He seems like a really good kid. Like, yep. And uh, he is. Yeah. Alyssa is a hoe. That's it. <laughs> Alyssa interrupts <laughs> mom and says, okay, but you haven't seen everything, mom. Okay. This guy likes to debate until the cows come home. He likes to argue his points, um, which sounds like a man after my own heart. Cause I love a debate. Oh, you sure do. Love a good debate. I think that's how you learn. I mean, we de- de- debate each other sometimes. We debate each other. I'll debate anyone. And it doesn't come from an evil place or an I want to win place. It comes from an I want to learn place. If you just walk around and agree with everyone, you're not learning anything. You have to debate to learn other people's points of views. And maybe you'll adopt some of those points of views. One of my friend's husband, well, ex-husband, he was a little weird. But he loved John so much for this exact reason. 
he loved John because every single time he hung out with them, John and him were just debating. Yeah. I mean, how boring <laughs> is it just to hang out with someone that agrees with you on everything? It's like, I, no, totally. Yeah. Totally. I want to, I want to talk to people who I don't agree with. And so one of the things Alyssa didn't agree with, apparently she found out one of his beliefs was he wanted to defund the police. He apparently posted it on social media, defund the police, whatever he posted. And that was very disturbing to Alyssa. Now it's sad, but the reality is in the past five or six years, politics have become so polarizing that it's ruined families. It's ruined marriages. People have gotten divorced over politics. Mm -hmm. And you should just be able to have a conversation about it. For sure. The problem is he doesn't have your phone number. <laughs> right? Very you, true. You shouldn't be telling mom about his defund the police post or whatever it was. You should be talking to him about it. Hey, I'm, you know, I don't necessarily agree with this stance. If you don't, what, what are you thinking here? Well, what was the reason behind this? I don't, first of all, I don't think Alyssa knows what defund the police means because Sure, the words defund the police mean one thing, but the idea behind that movement is a completely different mm -hmm. thing. It doesn't mean defund the police. It does because Alyssa's like, well, he's he posted defund the police. What if he calls the police and they and they follow him on Instagram and they saw his post? Well, they're not going to come rescue him. Okay, well, first of all, Paul, Alyssa, that's not how life works. Mm -hmm. The police don't follow you on Instagram and see what you <laughs> see what your beliefs are, your convictions are, and then decide if they're going to rescue you or not. And second of all, defund the police doesn't mean kill the police or take all their money away or whatever. But that's neither here nor there. The point is have a conversation about it, mm -hmm. right? Politics are a big thing in For relationships. Sure. Religion is a big thing. Children are a big thing. Mm -hmm. Don't talk to your mom about it. Talk to your partner about it. Mm -hmm. And if politics, I mean, I know people who don't care about politics and I know people who are very invested. I am invested in politics too, to a certain level. If that was so important to her, she should have told the experts. Right. Like they, that should have been one of the questions because as you said, it became a big topic in the past several years that I can see how two people with two different views, bringing them together would be a one big disaster. But in this case, I think it was another thing she was trying to see what's wrong with Chris. Like another right. thing like, oh, he loves to debate. Like, oh my gosh, right. I can't take it. <laughs> he wants to defund the police. Like, oh my gosh. But then she said, well, I need trust and good communication and Chris needs to prove himself for, for me to stay married to him. Wait, what? Wait, wait, wait. You need good communication? What? Wait, how? How are you going to communicate? Like, I, I, I can't even remember all the bad shit she said about him on the previous episode, but she called him disgusting. She called him an idiot. She called him all kinds of things. Now you want to stay married to him? It, uh, what? Right. She's trying to save her ass, like literally. Right. You know, she sees the the end is near and she's just throwing Hail Marys, trying to mm -hmm. make herself look like the good person that she thinks she is. And yeah, it's coming. It's coming. She's going to say it again. So back to Chris, who again is with his best friend, the police officer, who he's not trying to defund and saying, well, one of the reasons we aren't compatible, according to Alyssa, is because I don't have an eagle tattoo. <laughs> and his buddy's like, well, maybe she should go find an 80-year-old war vet who has that tattoo and they can get married. 
Yeah, that's that's the, we needed yeah. that comic relief. We yeah, need a but comic relief. that's so true. Like, yes, you can go to a psychic and they can tell you, oh, you're gonna meet a soulmate with a freaking dragon tattoo, whatever, an eagle tattoo. Right. But how much do you believe that stuff? I wish. I just wish Doctor Viviana like skyped in and was like, "Hey, Alyssa, um, just you know, I thought you'd want to know. I'm also a psychic." And I think you and Chris are perfect for each other because then it's the battle of the psychics. Like, why are you trusting this random Boston psychic over this panel of experts? Mm. Right. I mean, she signed up for her show, so she should trust the, trust experts, the experts, which she hasn't yet. And she's not going. To- <sighs> so Alyssa goes to the apartment. Chris opens it up, lets her in. Right behind is Pastor Cal, who I wish got stuck in traffic or something. I wish they got left mm-hmm. alone for at mm-hmm. least five minutes to talk. But no, PC is right behind. They sit down. And Chris says, big picture headline, Alyssa, I think she has no interest being married to me. She said, we're not compatible. She said, she's being robbed. She says, she's being gypped. Very true. And Alyssa starts lying. She starts like denying some of the things. Wait, what? Do you know that you are being filmed this whole freaking time? Like, you cannot lie. As we say in Czech, she was just shitting in her mouth. Because, you know, it comes to full circle. That's disgusting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, so she goes, when I first saw him, I thought, well, that's not my physical type. And I could have walked away then, but I didn't. One of her favorite ah, sentences. Oh, I'm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right here. She's right going to have a bruise on her back from patting herself on the back so much. <laughs> from, I, I'm such a good person. I could have walked away, but I didn't. I said, let's see why we're matched. I said that. I mm-hmm. said it out loud, actually. I said, I wrote it in my diary. I said, let's see why we're matched. <laughs> but what's coming next, which she said, one of the reasons she that... They cannot be together or they're not compatible. Like PC's eyes were going like 360 in his head, just like spinning. She's like, well, I started getting nervous when I heard what his friends and family were saying. He lost the debate. What? And what? And, and that's when I was like, oh, my God, what did I get myself into? What? This is this is a nightmare scenario. Such an idiot. And PC's like, OK, well, did you guys talk about this stuff? Did you guys have a conversation about this? And Alyssa's like, no, too many things kept happening. Too many things. It was like I was being pushed down in the ocean by a cinder block. Ah. Well, Chris was the one that looked like he was getting pushed down in the Mm -hmm. ocean by a cinder block when he was trying to do that paddle boarding. But it's neither here nor there. (laughs) And she goes, you know, I was hoping we could have worked on things and seen where they went. Stop it. I was like yelling what? at the TV like, stop lying. Oh my gosh. And PC knew it. PC was just like rolling his eyes so hard because Alyssa, we all watched the videos. You haven't tried even once. There was not a moment that you were trying to do anything with Chris. Any- you didn't share a hotel room. You didn't sit next to each other on the plane to Puerto Rico. You didn't go snorkeling with him. You didn't do anything. And you have the audacity to say, paddleboarding was fun. Tennis was great. 
Dennis was great. Wait, Dennis what? was the time when you called him an idiot, an absolute asshole for pointing at things. Like, look you at see his here, hand gestures. You see like how he's pointing. It's disgusting. Hand. No, look at his hands. Look at his hand gestures. Did you I, see that? Like, I dare you to point like that. <laughs> and so PC's like, okay, stop. The night of the wedding, you didn't want to share the suite. Pastor Cal's just like calling around the bullshit. Like, just Oh, yeah. Stop. That's just literally what I wrote stop. down. PC's over her BS. PC goes, you know the process. You get married. You go on the honeymoon. You move in. And if I have anything to say about it, you're going to be banging on night two. You know the process. <laughs> You've seen the show. You guys should be having sex by now. He goes, you don't split the apartment. That's not marriage. Mm-hmm. And Alyssa's like, there's a number of reasons sharing the apartment isn't ideal. And apparently one of the reasons is like, well, we both have dogs. Both have big dogs. Big dogs. And like PC's like rolling his eyes already. <laughs> and then the shocker. One. She's like, and I'm actually allergic to dogs. And I'm fine with my dog no, because no, I've been around for so long. Alyssa, that's not how allergies work. Uh, okay, if she wants to have a list, number one, that's not how allergies mm-hmm. work. Number two, don't you rescue dogs? Mm-hmm. 100%. How does that work? Shitting in her mouth. How does Shitting that work? Shitting in her mouth. She's that's, like, that's the saying. Number three, uh, your dog probably loves frisbees and frisbee golf, and he also probably wants to defund the police. I've seen your dog's posts on Instagram, and I think your dog <laughs> wants to defund the police. He probably also <laughs> wants to defund the mailman while he's at it. <laughs> It's like, what? Like, her reasons are dumb. And PC is so, so over it. And she's the worst. You just made a great point. Like, she does rescue dogs. So even if somehow she's like, yeah, but I'm like used to my dog now. Like, you are allergic to dogs. You <laughs> do have a dog and you rescue dogs. But do you, that's that's one of the reasons why you just couldn't move in. Do you only rescue the dogs you're not allergic to? Like, how does that work? Like, give me a break, Alyssa. Dogs, Shut up. I don't. Like dogs are not cats. I know there are a few species that are like anti-allergenic, whatever you call it. Hypo. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, a couple of species. I don't think you only rescue these species because those are like no. the fancy small dogs. Oh, she's an idiot. Yeah, she's a total idiot. So. So Alyssa's like, well, I've been in a better headspace since we've gone home. And my purpose of coming here today is to stop the pattern we're on and see how we can move forward from this place that we're in. Shut up. And I was confused with Chris's next move because I was like, well, that seems to me like the 1% that you've been asking for. Mm -hmm. You said on the honeymoon, if you just show me 1% that you're interested, I'm here. And to me, that was like seven and a half percent. But Chris goes for me. This is my decision yeah. day. And I, I was just going to say, I get it because as he said, they got to Boston. And if she wanted to do all this, as she's just saying, she could have said, you know what, Chris, we're back in Boston. Let's try. Yeah. She's just saying it now in front of right. PC and the cameras. 100%. Chris doesn't even have her phone number. Right. 100%. Like, he's just over it. And he's like, I don't buy it. And this is my decision day. And... I want to get a divorce. I want a divorce. Cue the tears. She knows her TV time is up. And she starts like crying. She's like, (laughs) I feel like I worked so hard to get here. To get where, Alyssa? To the apartment to hang out with your friends who don't like you? No, to get on TV. Yeah. She's probably tried out for so many reality television shows. She worked so hard. She finally got here. She's finally on TV. And now after a week... It's coming to well, an end. Well, she's the biggest asshole in America. Oh that's how she's being portrayed. But that's how she portrayed herself. It's no one's fault but hers. Both of their 
Instagram inboxes are probably maxed out and for two different reasons. Mm-hmm, for Alyssa's sure. are all hate messages and we don't subscribe to that guys don't send her hate messages yeah she, she deserves it but she doesn't yeah don't do it i so hope i hope she watches she, it i'm sure she feels like a big enough yeah i hope idiot. she's watching the show thinking what was i doing but single ladies slide into chris's dms yeah he seems like a good dude seems like a good, good dude. job like he seems solid so go yeah. and slide in yeah so chris says he wants a divorce and Alyssa cries and just grasping at straws is like, if I didn't want to be here, I wouldn't be here once again. She's a good person. From what I remember, and obviously we watch too much TV, so I don't remember a lot. But the experts were really pushing for a divorce. And PC was happy that Chris wants to divorce here. Yeah. And the second one that I can recall it might have been is Paige. Paige and Chris. Yeah, yeah. Paige. Like she- they really want her to get a divorce. Yeah. Because they saw uh, the how toxic Chris was. Well, Chris was so manipulative yeah. and made like, Paige feel yeah. like, oh, maybe there's a chance. But you know that Chris did the right decision, not just because we watched the show, but also because when the expert is fine with it, it's like, yeah, sure. It's I, the wrong decision it. for us. Oh, for sure. We would have loved to get a couple more weeks. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see you guys in Boston, try to juggle that yeah. apartment. Yeah. Yeah. But you got to do what's best for you, Chris. So cheers to Chris. You made the right decision and we support it. Yeah. I hope that we'll see them on some, let's get together and talk about a show. At least the tell-all. Yeah, the tell-all, whatever you call it. Yeah, bring us for the tell-all. Come on. Yeah, but I think you said it. We heard the famous, I'm not a bad person (laughs) once again. Once again. And she's gone. Say lovey. Okay. What an episode. Woo. Where do we go from here? Oof, I feel like we've been podcasting for hours. I know. Almost. An hour 50. So Not bad. Not bad. Kept it under two. <laughs> That's what we did. Um, yeah. So I think someone else has got to pick up the ball and run with the drama. I think Mark the Shock and Lindsay Mark are up Deshaun. next with the drama. And I'm sure some other couples I think will. just me and Michael for Michael sure. for sure. Elijah and Katina. I oh, don't think Michael. they can stay calm. Now, Michael. Yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting. I yeah. love this season so much, and I can't wait for more. Yeah, but I will miss Chris and yes, Alyssa. Yes. All right. Guys, thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode as much as we did. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at Married to Reality Pod. The good times continue over there. Make sure you follow the podcast wherever you're listening. So easy to do. Just look down and smash that follow button. Glad. Glass. Glass is always <laughs> half full. Guys, smash it like it's as hot as this ending with a listening breeze. Because it was good. Good times. Good times. We'll miss you for sure. Yeah. But good for you, Chris. Don't and be strangers. Alyssa, you, girlfriend. Good riddance. You, you have some growing to do. Good riddance. Okay. Also, we got merch. If you're looking for a sweatshirt, a t-shirt, a glass, a mug, we got merch. MarriedToRealityPodcast.com. There's a button for the store, so check that out. And also, we appreciate the reviews, so thank you if you've left one. Thank you in advance if you have not. That is it. I think I've said it all. I've said it all. All right. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.